Welcome back to another exciting week in the Web3 universe. I'm your host, The Mayor, and you're listening to the best NFT media-nominated NFT and Chill podcast, the show that discusses interesting topics with artists, creators, and thought leaders from the Web3 space. On this week's episode, we have S. Lee from Fractal Properties, and we're going to be talking about real estate as NFTs and also fractional real estate and just real estate as a whole in Web3. So sit back and chill while we explore the exciting world of Web3 and NFTs together. We're back to the show, and who we have this week is S from Fractal Properties. How's it going, S? I'm great. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing very well. You want to give the listeners an introduction? So my name is S. Lee. I founded Fractal Property, which is a platform dedicated to using NFTs for uh, physical real estate, not real estate in the metaverse, not virtual real estate. I founded it last year. We just saw a huge opportunity to use Web3 technology to manage real assets. The company that I helped co-found, we kind of focused on everything, assuming that over time we'll figure out the good verticals to be in. And it was interesting that we got most interest in real estate. And it really started with somebody reaching out saying, hey, I want to buy a plot of land in California to turn into a cannabis farm. And can we use NFTs or crypto in general to do that? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. At the time, NFTs, it was still early stages. And most people were combining crypto and real estate by doing tokenization or, or fungible tokens. And so when the NFTs came out, there was the view that maybe this is the more appropriate way to do real estate because every piece of real estate is kind of unique. For example, the plot of land, right? You know, have one NFT for every acre. Every single one of those acres have individual properties, right? Some could be wooded, some not. And so we started focusing on that. Yeah. I find when a lot of people come into the space and they have a project or a company that they they focus on a lot of things because there's so many possibilities using blockchain technology. And I think a lot of times people get lost in that. It's good that you found a niche that you can really focus on and actual real estate with NFTs is super important. And I think it's definitely something that can bring more people into the space. I believe last year, I think it was last February, there was a house sold as an NFT. Is that right? Yeah, it was from a company called Proppy, and they did an auction with uh, with NFTs. I know they had been working for some time on kind of tokenizing properties. We watched it pretty closely. And I've talked to kind of real estate professionals that have been studying that process. And it was the first iteration, and I thought, this is great for the market. It's a proof of concept. But there were things that were done that I think could have been done better. And then I think other companies have tried to do it since. And everybody gets, I think, tripped up by like, What's the regulatory framework? How can you, you know, use an NFT to represent ownership? It's not that complicated if you think about how Craigslist and Airbnb can operate within the same legal and regulatory framework of county land registrars, offices, title companies. It just occupies a different layer of it. The way I would kind of describe NFTs, and there's ways ways to talk about it that don't even require those three words. If you just think of when you transact real estate, 
you're you're really transacting through a contract. When when you buy a house, you get the deed. That deed is a contract. When you lease an apartment, you transact through the lease, which is a contract. And instead of just a paper lease where you're signing, it should be a digital lease. And then if you rented that apartment and then you wanted to sublease it or put it up on an Airbnb, you're doing that via a contract with Airbnb or by that sublease. And all of this could be done with an NFT. So the NFT just becomes the digital contract. Once you have it in digital form, that could be resold and that could pay royalties to, let's just say, the landlord. I think Airbnb got in a lot of trouble with landlords and you know city regulators. My gut is they got in trouble because they didn't kind of respect those authorities and didn't allow those authorities to make money from a transaction. So on a lease, let's just say I subleased it with an NFT and the landlord was paid 5%, they would love for me to sublease it over and over. So I think that paves a way for this new era of real estate where every property is an asset that is constantly on a marketplace. You know, it increases inventory for the average person looking for a place to stay. If every apartment owner had an NFT for their apartment, that inventory would grow and it would become a much more efficient market. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what NFTs do, like you said, is it provides a digital contract on the blockchain that can't be duplicated. And it's also public. It provides that proof of ownership to where you can also transfer that ownership. You just applied it to real estate. Incredibly fascinating. And we're just scratching the surface of what this can do in the real estate sector. Could you explain the whole like fractional side of it? I think this uh, fractional real estate phenomenon really got spearheaded to the masses by Airbnb. Let's just say you own a house. Airbnb is allowing you to fractionalize it into days at the core of it. It's that. And so I think now there's kind of this push for, I want to invest in real estate, but I don't have the capital to buy something outright, but I want the economics of it because I think this particular town or city property values are going to go up. And I think all these real estate fractional listing sites, and, and, and they've been popping up. So I think all these companies are helping it all converge into this one thought, which is we can fractionalize real estate into component pieces where I want a piece of a New York City apartment but I want it because I want to be there a week out of the year. Or I think New York real estate is going to go up. Just think about that same share. You can actually have two owners. One that says, if this property ever gets flipped, I want the appreciation value. And one where I don't care about the appreciation value, I just want use. If you're able to kind of bifurcate that, the buyer gets what they want. And then the seller almost duplicates its market. I think a lot of fractional real estate sites are kind of building up their technology right now. And I think it makes all the sense for those companies, instead of building on their proprietary database, why don't you just use Web3 blockchains where there's already protocols established for it. You don't have to build everything from scratch. And you can use the blockchain almost as like your backend infrastructure, like AWS. The benefit of that is as you grow, you don't need to build your own proprietary user set. You just have to be a portal into a blockchain as people kind of put more properties on the blockchain that could be automatically listed on your fractional marketplace, where it doesn't matter whether you put up the listing as the seller or your broker puts up the listing or a company puts up the listing. It's created once and everybody gets to use it. Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of like 
a timeshare, but cutting those middlemen out and kind of taking out the negatives, but giving it to the actual owner and the consumer, like giving them the power, giving them the ownership. If you think there's an area and there are houses for sale in that area, but you think that area is going to go up in time, you could grab some fractional pieces and make money off of it. Or like you said, if you go to New York three weeks out of the year, you get yourself a piece of an apartment that you can use for that three weeks of the year. Like we want to build the web 3.0 version of Craigslist, but all the properties are backed by a digital token. You can take care of the payments with the digital token. And it's all verified. And it's all verified. And it becomes an efficient marketplace. But if it's an open market and I can buy that and I can immediately relist it for either the same price or maybe I'm thinking about flipping, right? I If it's in the form of an NFT, I buy it for a certain price. I can immediately list it for the same price or a higher price. Other people are going to find that listing the same way you found that listing. You could be flipping Airbnb nights. Let's say the Super Bowl is in Tampa Bay. I don't think it is this year. Maybe it's in Atlanta. You could grab fractional... Airbnb apartments or houses for that week when it's cheap. And then once the Super Bowl comes, you flip it for three, two, three times what it is. And you can do that. You know, let's say there's a festival somewhere or Mardi Gras or a holiday. You could start doing that with fractional listings for apartments, renting houses, you know, you wouldn't need all that much money. Let's say you rent this house for $600. And then once the Super Bowl gets here, you could flip it for 2000 3000 With NFTs, that is a much easier process for the average person. And so that's why with Fractal, we made this effort to say, like, we're not a proprietary platform. We don't cage you into anything. We want you to be creative about the uses because every time somebody comes up with a creative use that we can showcase on the marketplace, it will inspire another idea and it'll just kind of bring awareness. The incentives are kind of all there. And the economics for our business is like, hey, we'll take a 1% transaction fee on every time the property is flipped or sold or the NFT is sold. We're happy taking a small percent and the person who's buying it and transacting with it, they're probably happy with 1% versus what Airbnb charges at like north of 10% or around there. Yeah. See, that brings me back to a discussion I had a few weeks ago. The episode is called The Future of NFTs and Web3. We were talking about NFTs as apps. The, you know, Apple Store, there's a 30% transaction fee. Creating app NFTs and selling them at any, any marketplace gets around these insane fees by these third parties. I think NFTs and real estate will do the, the, that as well. You know, Web3 is about taking out the middlemen and these small groups of people that are controlling the market, controlling what the consumer does, and also reaping the benefits with these high transaction fees. My question is, how, how does this affect the average user, the everyday person in Web3 or even in Web2? I mean, I, I think there are a lot of touch points at the very beginning, and we're 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 on like the first inning. It's gonna open up the marketplace for real estate. If you think about where you look for real estate now, you're kind of Redfin, Jazillos of the world, your MLSs, 
So MLS, you know, you're, you're going into that system with brokers. That's 6%. You listed on Zillow, and I'm not sure what agreements they have with brokers, but they'll take a cut of that. This allows it to go on every marketplace. So OpenSea, like people don't search for real estate on OpenSea yet. But actually, I've, I've started seeing things where I'm like, I'm, I'm sure the next leg of what OpenSea does is branch into different assets. Like we're not just for digital art anymore. If they kind of have the OpenSea real estate arm, it could become the size of Zillow immediately. And so I think it opens up access to real estate for the average person. It makes the fractional real estate companies a little more efficient, so it allows them to access fractional real estate. That's the initial use case. For the average person, maybe instead of in their stock portfolio 10 years from now, they'll have a Coinbase account with cryptocurrency, and then they'll have like a, a fractal account where they have you know ownership of real estate, and they're able to kind of trade all that like a stock, kind of turning every piece of property as like an individual ticker on a stock market. It will make a profound impact on, on the average person because it's a real asset. They're able to have control, take out as many middlemen as possible, and then kind of build wealth that way. You know, these middlemen right now provide value. The only issue I have with them is they might take too much or they might take too much for the value that they're creating. I think everybody's okay with paying some fee if they see that there's value there. And with NFTs, it allows the market to compete. I love that. Forcing people to prove their worth and why they're getting a certain fee. I think that is the basis of Web3, but also, you know, the ownership factor, also the ability to transfer their ownership of something. I think that is the biggest thing. So, S, I want to thank you so much for coming on NFT and Chill. This has been a very interesting chat, and we haven't done a real estate episode, so I'm, I'm stoked to have you on. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me and, and you know, the great questions. And I, I hope you keep on doing what you're doing because I think there's a lot of misinformation, just a general misunderstanding on what NFTs are. It, it requires a lot of people in the middle to bridge the technology and the users and the average person. Thank you. So, S, why don't you tell the people where they can find you and your company? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they can just go on a Fractal Properties website. So it's uh, fractalprop.com. And then we'll have information on there and how to contact us. Awesome. Thank you so much. And that's it for this week's show. I want to thank my guest, S, from Fractal Properties for giving so much incredible information on real estate. This was a fantastic episode. And if you're interested in what he's talking about, definitely check out Fractal Properties. I want to thank my sponsor, Zengo, for making this episode possible. And of course, I want to thank each and every listener from all around the world for listening and supporting the show each and every week. And we're three weeks away from Art Basel. I'll be speaking at DecentralCon and the Women's Web3 Summit. So I hope to see as many of you there as possible. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. We got another incredible guest next week. I'm the mayor. And you've been listening to the NFT and Chill podcast.